Hey everybody, uh, it's Scott Johnson here, and welcome to a very special spoiler cast edition of, I don't know what this is, Frog, we'll call this some Frog Pants Extra thing, it's not really a show thing, although... I think it's a spoiler cast. It has a little taste it, of that, right? It has a taste of um, spoilers, and uh, we're talking about Man of Steel, it's Justin Robert Young on the line, hello Justin. Hi. How are you, sir? Hi. Man with three names. Uh, yeah. Justin is a busy man about town, has places to be, but we decided to squeeze this in and have a quick conversation about Man of Steel, which opened uh, last weekend. I saw it. Yeah. He saw it. Did you see it during your fever dream or was it separate? No, I saw it yesterday yeah. in uh, at noon, which mm. I'm happy I saw it during the day because I feel like if I saw it at midnight, which is normally when I see movies that I'm really excited about, yeah. uh, I would have grown a little bit weary if the last act of that movie was happening at three in the morning as opposed <laughs> to three in the afternoon. I was very, yeah. I was, I was, I was far more content to let that unspool than I would have been if I'm like, ah, God, I have like three hours to go until I have to wake up. Right, <laughs> right. But plus, you're not, you're in a theater at noon on a Sunday. And that means you're not going to have a crowd cheering or not cheering at the end. Like you're not going to get that either overinflated no. sense of the film. You're going to get it for what it is. It's just you and three other guys with mysterious coats on and that's it. Yes. Right. Many mysterious coats were in the Grand Lake Theater uh, <laughs> as the, the movie dark, movie theater dark. Indeed. So it's Man of Steel. It's Superman. It's a highly anticipated film. One that um, I was pretty convinced by the trailers that they were going to give proper here's okay this kind of will explain how i feel about the movie in general but then we'll get into the deeper issues here and again all spoilers are out there we're not talking we're not hiding anything yeah uh, justin can cuss here even we're not even limiting that it can be <laughs> i say you like i i can't but <clears throat> you know what i mean like we're gonna we're letting it all hang out if you are now listening either live or you're listening at home and you don't want any of that that i would probably hang up then on go us go Please. away go away um, cause we're, this is the whole point of this and we're hoping that we'll do more of these as bigger event movies come out and big TV sort of things and that sort of stuff. So I go into this thing, believing the Zack Snyder trailer that they had the make of the man, the, the make of Superman down. They understood the importance of father a played by Russell Crowe. And they understood the f- importance of father B Jonathan yes. Kent played by, uh, uh, Kevin Costner that those two really important elements would play out here. The the trailer really led me to believe that, that this was going to be a noble interpretation of Superman. Here's what did, I... Did you did you not think that they got that right? Because that was something that I thought that they definitely did, did get right. I think there were other elements of the Superman mythos that I can understand people were a little upset about. But, but right. I, I think it was a pretty big success when it came to the father the stuff. The father bits were okay. I didn't like the turn... With I, I thought Costner was amazing, actually, and a perfect Jonathan Kent. I, I kind of wish there was just more of him. There was a little, you know, yeah. it was all flashbacks, is how that story was told. I could have used more of that, um, and I kind of thought there would be. But but that aside, aside from wishing there was more of him, it, it is not. It is a little unusual to have the juxtaposition of Jonathan Kent teaching his son to fear humanity, which he kind of was doing a little bit. The message from dad to son was less about you know, you need to figure out ways to uh, to bear up humanity, take them to higher planes, teach them what it means to look for look for the greater in us, to to not be pessimistic, to not be Batman, basically, um, to be Clark Kent, to not be Bruce Wayne. And instead, he kind of taught them to fear humanity and what their reaction would be to him. It's a small thing, but it's, well, to, it's to an important thing to the mythos. Is to all understand that this was something that did not exist in a vacuum, you know, right. that if you, you know, and, and I thought was illustrated fairly well in the bus flashback that, you know, he's not saying he should have let all those kids die. But, you know, if it stopped a town, a small town in Kansas from thinking that. Uh, God had delivered delivered the new Messiah right. <laughs> two doors down uh, and, and all the complications that come along with that, then you have to understand that there are consequences there. I will say this, uh, and this is just a quick aside, boy, do they hammer in the Jesus <laughs> allegories to Superman in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they do. I've got, and I took a lot of heat during on Twitter, people saying, I'll never see that movie because all they do is talk about Jesus stuff. And I said, well, I saw it and I don't, it's always look Superman's always had a messiah complex it's always been the way yes. of the comic it's the way it works 
I don't know that Zack Snyder is some kind of has some weird Christian hidden agenda. I doubt it pretty highly. No, um, don't no, you don't no. see much of that in? But here's what I, I this is just the one thing I'd say to people who think it's all Jesus story, and they're forgetting that Superman is in effect sort of that, or you know, Jewish allegory turned more Christian later. But the bottom line is, the, like the Schusters, you know, they didn't start out; they're not Jesus believers. But it had a it yeah. had a Moses motif. It was very Moses. In fact, it's damn straight up Moses, really. Well, I mean, I, I, and when I say that they hammer in the Jesus stuff, I, I mean more that they hammer in those allegories because they they do exist. You know, the, the it's nothing new to say that Superman is a Jesus figure, and Zack Snyder does not let you forget that Superman is a Jesus figure. There's yeah, many times where it is kind of hit on, on top of the head. But if know? anything, he kind of gets away from it in that Superman, at least in previous film incarnations, take the Donner films, for example, and the cartoons, the Fleischer stuff, and really every version of Superman that I can think of, including Returns, there was always this effort to make sure that Superman, if he could, he would do anything to save innocence. In this movie, yes. in this movie, he did a lot of things to just ignore innocence. It, there was never well, an effort to go, dude, let's take it out in the field. Dude, let's take it way out of, Man- uh, not Manhattan, but let's take it out of Metropolis downtown. Let's figure out ways to minimize damage. Kansas. Instead, he is pounding Kryptonians through walls and through ceilings and through giant slabs of concrete to the degree of everything is coming down. This city is being destroyed one punch at a time. That was un-Superman. Now, I'm not saying... Let me me finish that thought by just saying this. I'm not saying that you can't give me a movie where that stuff is different. I'm cool with that. I mean, to be honest, dude, if I had to melt this down, I would say this. I went in not getting the movie I wanted, but walked away partially glad that I got something new and different because I've seen that other movie a bunch of times, and I don't necessarily need to be told that movie one more time. It was like Vertigo. You know what it's like? It's like DC does Superman, but occasionally they let the Vertigo arm of DC handle a title and yeah. they get to go a little dark with it, a little weird with it, a little different with it. I felt like I was reading Vertigo Batman or Vertigo Superman is what I was reading. Okay. Well, here, let's... Anyway, so, so go back. But, but and, and we will, believe you me, I want to get back to that because right. that I think is a huge element and really, to me, is kind of a continuation of the argument that we had with Dark Knight Rises right. and I will explain that in a All second. Right. All right. But did you like the movie overall? Um... This is a, this is the hard question. I liked I liked the movie overall. I didn't love the movie overall. Okay. I liked it okay, but as I have okay, that's me walking out of the theater, Scott, that you just asked. Yeah. Ask Scott who stewed about it for a few days. I like it less because I feel like there's been some mistreatment of the mythos and the ideal of Superman in okay. that film. Well, I'm not and, I'm not saying I, it's ending my world. I'm just saying I feel like that happened. I liked it walking out of the theater. Yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of, I was engrossed by it. And, and when I left, there was like, and I thought about the pieces, I was like, wow, how did I like it? Because there's a lot of pieces there that I was just like not, I mean, I think no matter what, it's a cold movie. It is not a warm, rich, you know, if you look at, uh, if you were to make a Pantone scale of <laughs> Iron Man yeah. and Man of Steel, yeah. Iron Man is the color of his armor, you yep. know, yellows and reds, and Man of Steel is the color of actual steel, yep. like cold black and blues. Yeah. Like it, it's, it is, it's the color of the cinematographer on the Abyss's dreams. It's, it's yeah. that blue gray freaking, you know, it's pretty dark. Which is which is odd because like even Batman Begins, I feel like had more humor moments uh, or or tension relieving sort of joke moments. Than, than Man of Steel has. Right. That being said, uh, the acting was very, very good. Uh, I, I did think that the central conflict of is Superman a Kryptonian on Earth or is right. he an Earthling who came from Krypton? Right. Um, that was, I thought that that conflict for me narratively carried, uh, carried the movie. But to get back to your thought about the idea that he's going through all these battles and never once makes a, an attempt except to catch a few people falling out of the air uh, to save human life. Uh, there was a huge uproar about Dark Knight Rises that Batman yeah. quits right. at the end. Right. You know, because Christopher Nolan yeah. 
made the decision that, listen, this trilogy that I want to tell about this Batman character is going to be about how being Batman is a unsustainable proposition. <laughs> you can't do this, which when you look at a character for whom, you know, many consider among the seminal works, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, or yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, the second one, the amazing one. Yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Like, like the, uh, the Miller. Oh, book. that's, or you mean, uh, the Tim Burton stuff you're talking about? Oh, no, not no, Return- no, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. no, the, the, the comic book. Oh, Frank Miller. Yeah. Frank the Miller. comic book, Dark Knight Returns. Got it. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Amazing book. Where, where, you know, Batman is literally an old grizzled, <laughs> you know, fart who comes back because he literally can't stop doing it is very much antithetical to that character. Yeah, I agree. You know, the idea that Bruce Wayne would say, I, I can't do it. I will literally kill myself if I keep being Batman <laughs> is something that is against the grain of the comic Batman in the same way that I felt that at, in this story, we see Superman being very, very callous with human life uh, and not quite understanding what his, what the ramifications are to him taking down Zod and the other Kryptonians. And if I were to justify that beyond the cynical way is just saying, well, yeah. Well, they wanted to have a Transformers battle scene, so they just made Superman punch people through buildings. Yeah, um, and that's fine. And I think that's it's you know very it was much convincing. Worth it. it looked nice. It was it was like the stuff in, in Avengers, just less bright and colorful. I, I would hope that there would be in in the next Man of Steel that partly that it weighs on him not only. You know, the fact that he had to kill General Zod uh-huh. at the end. Right. But also that there could have been a different way in how he handled everything to begin with. That um, is exactly that is exactly what needs to happen to save that part of it. And it's not it's not obvious that that's going to happen. And that's part of, I no. think, a lot of people's problems. You don't walk out of that movie going, oh, well, when he kills he Zod. Yeah, when he kills Zod. Well, he, I know him. He feels bad to kill Zod. He does the big. You right. Know, the 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 con like Zod, right. <laughs> yeah, he did. I killed you because you were gonna burn this tourist family with your eyes. <laughs> and it was super, like, super echo and stuff. It had when he yelled. Um, yeah, that, no, I, I and I know that I understand that. And he's and he's this is all big conflict and all this stuff. I get it. But he needed. I feel like there needed to be maybe more shown in this movie to lead us into whatever's next to show that mm, my first real time up to the plate was pretty chaotic and hurt a lot of people. And I need to figure that out. I need to figure out what that is, what that means. How do I handle this? Because there's bigger stuff coming, clearly. I'm, I'm now who I am. I am I'm going to be this thing. I'm going to save everybody. And I need, to, I need to learn from this mess. That would have gone a long way, I think, with a lot of people and added the, in, the a, assumed a nuance. And, and dimension right. to things. Because I agree. Listen... I think it was a very conscious storytelling decision to not tell the Smallville story. Right. You know, to only tell the Ma and Pa Kent stuff through flashbacks. Uh, despite it, the... It was, despite it was done fair, because yeah. I think they, they didn't want to tell that same story again because it's been told a million times. It's funny, by, though. In, in a million different ways. It's funny because that Smallville story, uh, as told in the TV show, there are nods. Like, there's nods to everything. I'm surprised Terry Hatcher didn't show up in a crowd somewhere because... There are nods to just about every era and every make of Superman, including Smallville. There's the there's a, a brief shot of uh, the I forgot Schleicher told me this morning the name of it and I forgot her name, but whoever the girl was at the school that was like the reporter that helped Clark out all the time, the blonde. Oh, Lana Lang. No, the other one, the blonde one that was made up for the show. Anyway, oh yeah, the yeah, little yeah, squirrely yeah. one. She's her parents' shop or car place or whatever it is 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 shown in there. You see Bruce Wayne or you see Wayne Enterprises on that big giant exploding um, uh, satellite when they when they smash into that thing up yeah. in space. Like they're clearly making these connections. They're saying this is a big unified universe, and I don't have a problem. My favorite Superman comics, things like Kingdom Come, where he is the centerpiece, and that is an amazing yeah. book. When I read that. What I love about it is Superman's resolve to always aim for truth and justice, being the better man, helping people around him be better men and women. When that is challenged is the most interesting stories. He perseveres. He pushes for it. He figures out a way to make it work. But in the end, it's the challenge 
that he has to face and he has to face his worst demons and come out on top and still be the bright, shiny Boy Scout. It's his mandate. And you got guys like Bruce Wayne, whose job it is to be cynical and say humanity sucks. Why do you put so much trust in them? And he says back to Bruce, humanity is great. We just need to help show them how they can be. That is a really important juxtaposition. And I think it was a misfire for the movie not to at least inject some of that back in at the end to be able to say, all right, well, I don't want to kill my enemies anymore. I also don't want to kill lots of bystanders by fighting them here. That needed to be said somehow. I don't know how it should have been said. I don't know where they would have inserted that without it being cheesy. That's what they're getting paid the big money for. But I could have used that to carry that through so that Superman could stay Superman and not just jaded Batman in a different costume because he came off a little bit like that. Well, no, I mean, I don't know. To me, I felt like he was still the Boy Scout. It was just whether or not he was. And I think what rubbed people the wrong way was whether or not he was aware that he might have played a part in killing a bunch of people in Metropolis by fighting Zod and his army there or might have killed a bunch of people in Sears because I don't know if you've noticed that Sears is sponsoring this movie. My daughter turned to me and goes, product placement, and I went, but Sears, really? Like, I thought they were done. I thought they were out. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. You can go ponder down at the IHOP. Well, yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah. A um, few of those things were right up in bit. your face. I don't know what was going on bit. there. But, but you know, uh, oh, by, real quick, did you notice General Zod looked like 30-something David Letterman a little bit? Oh, my God. Do you God. notice that? I do, I do <laughs> love Michael Shannon, though. You, oh, I you've love seen him. His- You've seen his angry sorority girl rant video, right? Oh, yeah. It's great. And he's great. And uh, there's a movie I saw him in recently where he played like a hitman mobster guy. And I can't remember the yeah. name of the movie. Amazing. Well, that guy. Boardwalk but- Empire, I guess he's famous for. Yeah. Uh, I really did want him to call Superman weird shit that does weird <laughs> shit during the day. <laughs> um, Not so lucky this time. No. Yeah, he's uh, great though. I thought that guy. I thought he was great. I didn't have a problem with him. I don't. I don't know that anybody in the whole movie was given great dialogue to speak. Well, but and I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. I feel like in in the grand pantheon of superhero movie villains, um, you know, I, I thought he was well done. And and I don't know if there's been a lot of them recently, even in better superhero movies, where I kind of liked or at least understood. The point of view of the villain, you know, I think they tend to, you know, even Iron Man three, like I, I think Iron Man three, I, I probably walked out having more fun than with Man of Steel. But goddamn, if I can explain to you, uh, you know, what Taron Killam's really or not Taron Killam, he's the one from Saturday Night Live, but yeah. Adrian Adrian Killam, um, what uh, what his motivation was besides that he was pissed off at Tony Stark for blowing him <laughs> off thirty years ago. <laughs> Right. No, you're you're not wrong about any of that. But the motivations of these guys seem, you know, like I, Zod was the most in the first in the Donner film. Zod was completely unrelatable in terms. Yeah. Of, he was fun and he was campy, but he was never was like, oh, I know what he's going through. No, this guy had like a reason to kind of crack and break and turn into this terrible thing. He well, thought, and, and it was know. like he was like, listen, number one, he I think that the moment where him and uh Jorel, yeah, kind of have that that moment where it's like, all right, well, yeah, we both understand that these people screwed us, but yeah. your plan is to go beyond their back, behind their back, and have a kid, a kid, and send them off into space, and my plan is to kill these people because they screwed us and doomed the planet. It's the Jesus um, story. It's God sending Jesus to do his bidding, and Satan didn't like the plan, and so he kicks Satan out. It's the whole thing. I mean, it really is a Christian allegory. Whether Zack Snyder meant it to be or meant to be it's so ham-fisted with it or not. Well, but the story, totally the story is that. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- this has been, it was a couple of Jewish guys. Joish is Jonathan. Jesus. Yeah, it, they're Jewish. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph is Jonathan. Like, it's all, you know, the only thing they don't really throw in there is... Uh, you know, Jesus lives and <laughs> keeps fighting, <laughs> right? Exactly. He's not, Jesus he's not, punches. Right. He beat hard. Satan, killed him. That was it. But but the the big – so I had this long conversation today with, with Scott Kurtz, uh, the artist behind PvP Online, and he's a huge Superman fan since he was a kid. He had high hopes for this. He went, I've never heard a more upset person over Skype in my life today. He was really upset. And some of the points he made were really, I think, not only interesting but kind of – there was a lot. There was there were some really interesting points here. I'm going to give you a couple of these. Go ahead. All right. Here's this one. Uh, he says, "Imagine a Spider-Man movie where Peter Parker is a jock and thinks science is for uh, is for 
What did he say? Oh, I can't read that word. I'll read it because he wrote it. All right? Here you go. Imagine a Spider-Man movie where Peter is a jock and thinks science is for faggots. Not meaning that ironically like, you know, he's just just a jockish meathead Spider-Man. He's just being a dick. He's using the word wrong. He's offending everybody. Right. Yeah. You'd be furious, he says to me. And you know what? He's kind of right. His argument is that this is not Clark Kent the way that Clark Kent is meant to be. He's not the cultural touchstone that he's meant to be, that people like Zack Snyder are meddling with the this core that you can't meddle with. Now, I know it's just a movie, okay? And I know it's easy to get super hyperbolic about movies, but he kind of has a point that this is like the ultimate in comic book heroes in terms of it being a cultural touchstone. It, and it yeah. created an entire industry. It's just a huge deal, blah, blah, blah. But the important part he's saying is you cannot start messing with that and being tone deaf to these these you know, used to be these sort of pure parts of him, the parts that said humanity can do better, that humanity doesn't have to fight each other all the time, that we can overcome our, our sort of natural selves and be not douchebags all the time. And he's very pissed to the point of just sort of giving up on all these people and then their ability to take Superman and treat him right. Well, let me let me just say this, because my take on Superman is much like my take on Star Trek. All right. Where... It's not it it's not the property for which I have the most invested, and I will always defer to people who have more you know that that have have more of themselves kind of tied up in these characters and have spent more time reading and are way more into it because you know in the same way that I have always been more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy I am far more of a Marvel person than I am a DC person so right. I, I I would defer to somebody else who has more of a sense for Superman on whether or not this was a fundamental uh reshaping in the way that making Peter Parker uh, a, a jock who you know thinks that science is less than the cool thing to do um you know how that would that would change it because I I, I I don't know enough to say that this was that for me it felt like the story of a a outcast who wanted to do the right thing and understood that he had a lot of power and uh you know wanted to you know by way of his father trying to give him a a real world sense of how this will play out wanted to just kind of be in the right and 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 do the best that he possibly could right uh so but you agree we need that reassessment at the end right like um, it's 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 really a mess and you and it and it makes you go if if i were if i'm writing this movie i need to have him see the problem in that it can't just i i didn't i i at the end of the movie i did not feel like there needed to be a grace note of of you know hey by the way uh you know four hundred and seventy thousand people died in that fighting that you made, you know, and the terraforming and everything, like a lot of people died, yeah. huge deaths. Yeah. Uh, like I, I didn't need, I didn't necessarily, I didn't need that. I could see where others would need that. And I could certainly see where others would be uh, upset about it. But uh, I, I can also I'll tell you, the more we talk about it, the more I can understand that for people who love Superman, yeah. that the idea that this movie would represent more of a adrenaline fueled transformers sort of film mm. could be heartbreaking. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> because that was part of the reason why I loved the new Spider-Man. Right. Was because they drove right into they doubled down on Peter Parker the dork. Right. You know. He wasn't which is, just which is important though. See like that Peter, Peter Parker fans, Spider-Man fans would say that that is the right direction. You play yes. that character and what that character is and what he was envisioned as and this is taking Superman and saying, well, here's another way of illustrating it. Scott Kurtz says the following. He says, and Clark says this to Bruce, to Bruce Wayne. All right. So here's Bruce, here's Bruce Wayne's. This is what Bruce Wayne says. Uh, let's see. I'm skipping up ahead. I don't want to miss any of this because this stuff's pretty good. Okay. It says right here. Uh, I'm not. Oh, okay. I grew up, let's see, I grew up and he was important to me. This is what Scott's saying. And the reason why is because he never, I never did drugs. I was a virgin when I got married and I've only been with one person and I believe in a government that can actually make things better and I'm not cynical. 
And I said, you basically, that's kind of describing me, to be honest. He says, and Superman <laughs> floats up there and says, yes, this is what we should all aspire to. It's okay. The system can be good. We can believe in ourselves. We can believe in each other. We can believe that we can be better than the bullshit everyone says uh, that we really are. Uh, and not just animals with cravings and who cares. And that when ba- that's when Batman says, you're naive, Clark. The system is corrupt. Uh, and I commented about, you know, they always kind of worry each other's yin and yang. And Clark says, you're cynical, Bruce. Humans can aspire to more. Don't give up on them. Clark believes in us. He doesn't have the same failings as us. We're supposed to join him in the sun. He's not supposed to throw us into the sun. So he compares the rooftop scene with Lois in the old films. Okay? Which he can almost yeah. quote verbatim. Clark says, I'm here for truth, justice, and the American way. Lois says, you're going to be fighting every elected official. Clark says, come on, Lois, you don't really believe that. And Lois says, I can't believe all this. Clark says, Lois, I never lie. Now compare it to the new movie, Scientists. Can you hear us? <laughs> Clark says, yeah, I can see you too and the candy in your pocket. You fear me because you fear you can't control me and you don't know and you don't and never will. He has a pro like that's the key here is that he is walking in there. We all thought he had handcuffs on as a way of saying I, I'm submitting to you guys as as powerful or even though I could snap these things at any time. And his argument is he's flaunting that. He's he knows better. He knows he can do all these things. He's being he's being irredeemable or he's being what's his name's dad in uh that other Kirkman comic, his name just escaped me. Whatever it is. He's being um What's a better, good example? He's being Ozymandias in uh, freaking Watchmen. He he's yeah. knows what power he has, and it's corrupting him. Even this little bit this early, he's being corrupted by it. I could see that point of view because there is there are all kinds of nods to, I just want to help, but I could kill you all right now if I wanted to, attitude. Whereas Superman never has, well, it, traditionally has never had that attitude. Well, but also I think from a storytelling perspective – well, Christopher Nolan and, and Zack Snyder and David Goyer, I think, made the decision of was how does he become that person? Mm-hmm. If that's the result, you know, in the same way, how do we get to Batman? Yeah. You know, how, how does how do we get to the point where somebody stays up all night at the expense of, you know, and then also lives a double life and funnels all of his family's fortune into cleaning up street crime in an unredeemable city. Right. Um, how does Superman, the person who has all this power, all of a sudden become a, a virtuous person? You know? Right, right. And and part of it is also that when you complicate Krypton, you complicate Superman. Right. You know? Krypton, you know, it, it was a really irredeemable place in this movie, you know? Yeah, it was bad. Like it was a a a a eugenics experiment, you know, uh gone full tilt. It was like Geiger it, came in and designed it and then ran away as fast as he could. You know, and 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 then, you know, also with with, you know, the corruption on top of that with the Right. The the council that decides that, oh, you know, like, no, we're going to mine our core until the planet explodes. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Right. And then the ba- the yeah, all the eugenic stuff and the baby stuff, that was all those were all this is all new territory for that. Usually it's a crystalline planet with 10 minutes and then you're out. And, yeah. But and I they, think this is what a whole lot like, more on this. I think what the movie is trying to say and part of the reason why I did like it was because I do think that this is a, a very Interesting idea to say that Krypton is a flawed place. Earth is perhaps a less flawed place than Krypton, you know, is looked at as, as at the very least, you know, a, 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 a clean slate where they can not make these same mistakes. How does Superman become the best of both worlds and what does the best of those both worlds uh, mean? And but you, I, you, I agree with you. Everything you just said makes so much sense to me. They needed to cap that, though. Don't you feel like that's the big miss here? Like, if there's a problem with the movie that you can I, I, fix, I, under, I, un, I understand. I, I do understand. But for where the character was to get in this story, yeah. I was satisfied with his progress. All but right. again, I can understand where people will be like, no, Superman never has these thoughts. And that's the point of Superman. 
If he could that- cut, if he broke his neck, stood up, yelled, because now it's like, oh, what what does this all happen? What is all this we've done? And then now it ends in this in this horrific thing I've done. I've used my strength to kill somebody, and 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 that guy I killed was as strong as me when I did it, which kind of makes no sense. But anyway, <laughs> that all happens, and then. I well, number one, this is the solution of every Superman story. It, it is. Right? It is. Where it's like, oh no, Superman has reached the max of his strength unless he just tries harder. Yeah, and I would remind people, by the way, that he killed all three of the uh, the Zod and his and his two cronies in uh, Superman Two, the Donner film. Just threw him right down the pit. So it's not like he hasn't done this before. He actually yeah. killed those guys before. And I don't know why people are acting like that never happened. Maybe it was just the movie was too silly and. It didn't work as well. but It was unrelenting. I, yeah. I mean, at the point that we get to that, number one, at the point where he sees Zod, I was expecting the Zod thing to be like a conversation and not necessarily a, uh, you know, yet another 15-minute, 20-minute punch him up battle yeah. sequence. Yeah. Um, but at that point in the movie, I mean, it's grim. Like, it is just nothing it's, but it's real gray grim. skyscrapers breaking on people's heads and yeah, the, the world machines or whatever have already ruined everything in a certain radius. It's real bad, real smoky, real ugly. And although now, I did, even, so I like, I like, I like that idea as an evil plot. Oh yeah. It's great. Reforming a planet. Yeah. It's great. And like, I like that. It's on opposite sides. Like you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta knock on it from both sides to do the thing you gotta do. I thought that was kind of, I those things are fine with me. I don't mind them. I like that he can get from one to the other real fast and that's very yeah. superman. But the whole Here's, idea, the whole idea that the, he couldn't have yelled, staggered up on his feet and said something like this is wrong, this is not how this ha- this isn't how this works. Like this can't happen again. Turn to the, one of the generals, talk to the president, something and say I I commit to, to to change, you know, this. This isn't going to happen again. Let this be a lesson to all of us, blah blah blah. It wouldn't have taken that much to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and 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 you are supposed to get the angst there in the no, but uh, I understand where it would have helped hammer in certain story points if he would have articulated that more, and that's if Nolan and Goyer and and Snyder really cared to do that because I'm making an argument for how I viewed those problems being solved. And I don't know if they even really cared at all. If it was really just, yeah, we have them throw people through buildings and kill Zod because killing Zod is awesome. Right. Pew. Right. Uh, I, and I wish I, I could just say, say on, I wish I could just say on Twitter, cause everyone keeps tweeting me and saying he killed Zod. He's not supposed to kill people, but he killed all three of them in Superman too. Yeah. <laughs> all three of those same guys, Terrence stamp down the pit, out, gone. Did you notice, by the way? Sorry, didn't mean to derail. And also, this, he did, I guess so. He didn't kill the other two because he sent them back to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, they're all Phantom. So, if anything, only one bit the dirt, and the others got away. But did you notice the big? Uh, I swear this was on purpose. Some people have argued with me on this, but and talked about it on the show this morning. But um, so you got girl who's basically Ursa from the second movie, right? She's yeah. the right hand man. Next to her, down there in the Battle of Smallville, she's got some lumbering giant double the height of her huge uh, Kryptonian that isn't saying anything, but just tearing yeah. everything up. That's the big mute. That had to be a nod to the big mute. It oh, had to yeah. Be. No, without a doubt. I thought that was clear. Yeah. I love that. That was great. That was a great little nod, I thought, to to, uh, to the Donner film. But, well, and, and a lot of people are acting of like not, it's the greatest thing ever. But, yeah. Here's, I like this movie. I don't know if I am thrilled to see the justice league in this universe like like i don't know it was like dark like when you saw iron man you were like oh hell yeah like i want to see like i want to see everything marvel in this universe i want to see sentinels and i want to see thanos and i want to see dr strange i want to see everything like this is fun everything but everything but ant-man no ant-man take him out make his own movie which they're doing but don't have him in there or, or the wasp that? lady. Don't do that either. Oh, yeah. Good any God. of the rubber people, any of the tiny people, keep them out. Uh, but meanwhile, <laughs> like, you have this movie, which is, like, so dreary and, and kind of devoid of humor. And again, I liked it. But it's like, oh, like, now we're going to see the, the Batman in this universe because Superman's supposed to be like the paragon of like, don't worry, there's optimism in the world. Like, no, this is we're going to take the Man of Steel and then make it darker and more depressing when Batman shows up. Wow. Like, yeah. No, like, that's going to get weird. 
But see right. that you just said the re- that's the reason why they need to if it's a sequel first. I, I doubt that'll happen. We'll get. A, I'm, I think we're getting Justice League first. But oh no 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 we're definitely gonna do no the 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 Warner Brothers plan. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Yeah, was they want another Superman movie out next year? Okay, let's say they do that. That's crazy. But let's say they do that. That's crazy pants McGirt. It is one. pretty crazy. But if they and do I don't that, they're not gonna have. Snyder do it. I mean, I guess Snyder is signed on to it, so he's going to have to turn this around. And that movie might have big, fat stinker potential. But that means that that puts in, again, 2015, the year to end all, all years movies. of all time. You're absolutely right. But Justice if, League 2015. Yeah, Star Wars, all that. Here's what I would say, though. If Then this is an opportunity for them to brighten Superman up because he needs to be the yang to Bruce Wayne's yang. It's a very important part of the DC mythos. It's part. It's an important part of the extended universe. It's a very important part of Justice League and the way it works, certainly in the comic books. We're not talking super friends here or any of that garbage, but like real hardcore comic fans are going to know what they need here, and they need that. No matter how they get there, what they do to get there, it's important that these two disagree. Uh, I mean, it's not unlike Spock and Kirk, that relationship, which is also very important to nail in your movies, and I think J.J. Abrams has done a good job of that. It's really important that that relationship is done right because that's where the complexities come in. It's where the differing opinions come in. It's Boy Scout versus Vigilante. Um, the only thing they really share is a desire to – they don't want to kill. It's the rule they have is they don't want to kill. But there's always collateral damage with Superman, even with his just pure support of the UN means yeah. collateral damage. That's a thing Bruce Wayne freaking hates. And I love that. That is a that is such an awesome thing, those two – the way they square off in the books. If they don't do that right, then there's a real problem with this. It all goes downhill from there for me. It can't just be dark Batman and dark Superman doing dark things. It can't be. Yeah, and I think, and 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 again, I, I know there are a lot of people who would disagree with me, and I, I would defer to their opinion. But if I would list my opinion, I felt like the moral, the general moral center of Superman as somebody who will eventually come to the right decisions was established in this film. Right. Whether or not he came to all the right decisions in this film, I think is certainly up to debate, right. but I felt like that was established. I would like to see another Superman movie. I hope that it is, I mean, geez, just a little lighter. <laughs> like this was a heavy movie. It was pretty, t- it was pretty heavy. And then all the Batman movies were heavy, you know, sure like all of, Nolan does not in general. And this was, I mean, obviously it's debatable on how much Nolan had to do with this movie, but and he like, was a late comer to it, right? Like it wasn't all, it wasn't from the top. He came in late. No, 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 no. Nolan, it was rebooted under Nolan. Like oh, they I, came to I Nolan after Dark Knight and said, Hey, Superman. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, all right, well, I'll hire all the people and I'll produce it. And me and my brother came up with, uh, a story. By the way, I don't use a cell phone, so you're gonna have to contact me through Carrier Pigeon. Um, <laughs> and uh, right, so like he came up with, I guess, the basic elements of the story, and then yeah. Goyer wrote it, and then uh, Zack Snyder directed it. Well, Goyer, I- Snyder, Goiter, Goiter, <laughs> Goiter, Goyer, Snyder, and. Nolan bring a a little brand of dark to everything they've all done separately. So they all come in wearing hoods. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it feels layered and like Batman had yes, Batman was dark, but it but it didn't feel this dark. And 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 Snyder no, was pretty dark it, with well, previous projects. I don't know, it's hard to explain, it was, but it was dark. I mean, but then again, also, never in a Batman movie do they try to terraform the planet. <laughs> like, do they literally look to, like, to, and maybe that's part of the element is that there's, especially in a movie where aliens come down and use crazy space rays to uh, obliterate everybody on Earth. Like, it seemed oddly real. Like, right. there was, like, there was, there was a sense of, like, oh, wait, terraforming the planet is like, it's an order like, yeah, just maybe just the way that Michael Shannon plays Zod. It's just like, no, I'm going to flip the switch on killing six billion people. Yeah. Because they're not, they're six billion Earthlings and not however many Kryptonians that they're we want. Kryptonians are they're not the bloodline we want. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's some serious, there's some serious. Uh, it feels dark and heavy in a way that Batman, it was always like, even at, at its worst. I mean, like, what's the worst? Like, the League of Shadows threatens 
to like just dismantle Gotham City. But at that point, you know, a lot of people will move from yeah. Gotham City. Yeah. You know, there's never like, you know, like there's the people on the boats and in Dark Knight, you know, there's a lot of, but at any given point, like what? What's the max people murdered in, in a successful plot by a villain in any of the Dark Knight movies? Like 3,000? Right. You know, and, but that, and but see, that's interesting. You bring that up. You bring, you bring that. You bring that up. There's an interesting point in that movie where you know he's got this prisoner's got this choice, and he's either going to blow up the other boat or he's going to huck that thing outside. Right? Another spoiler. Yeah. He hucks it outside. That's very Superman esque in terms of the, what that says, what that means. Put the trust in the people. They're not all bad. Even the worst looking prisoner who looked like he could eat all the other prisoners for lunch, even he did the right damn thing in the yeah. end. Which is goes against Batman's cynical belief that everyone's out to screw everybody. They, it's funny because there are points of light in the Batman movies. This movie didn't have that many points of light. It had very sad moments. Dad gets killed in a tornado, which I think is just—I think that was lifted from the Smallville TV show. Isn't that how uh, Bo Duke went? I think it is. Anyway. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what. Hair looked great. Yeah, it looked awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, but but like there were no real. There were a couple of moments like Mom Kent. Who, by the way, I can't take that actress seriously because she's the one in that Possession movie where she's got like a cross on her bottom lip and her eyes are all weirded out. And I want to. Oh, and you know what else she's in? She's in 28 Weeks Later. She's the wife uh, that somehow is sort of immune but kind of half zombie and ends up just getting eaten alive in that thing. Like she, I can't watch her as, as yeah. Mother Kent. It's too too much. Um, yeah, Diane Lane. She's great. She scares the hell out of me because she's <laughs> been in some scary business. Um, what was my point? I don't remember. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The point is, points of light can be found in even Nolan's darkest movies. Even his Batman versus Wolverine movie that was hiding as a as a magician movie. What was that called? Uh, the Prestige. Yeah, that was Batman versus Wolverine. People just didn't know it. Yes. Um, point is, there's even, not a lot of points of light in the Prestige. By no, the way. there's not. But I feel I felt like there was. That's, That's what a I'm dark getting at. Movie. I guess what I guess what I'm saying is I felt like Superman had less. And I think it's because it's a Superman movie that's dark, and we're not used to that. And so it's so dark that you feel like there's no joy in this. There's no oh, humor I, I in agree. it. There's- I think it is. I like the movie. I thought it was a fairly joyless movie. Yeah. Like, there is not a whole lot of, like, at, at the moment, like, the embrace of Clark and Lois at the end yeah. felt far more let's get close to your loved ones after a huge disaster than like, oh, love has found Superman and the plucky Lois Lane. Hooray. Like, I mean, if you look at, compare that to like the moments between Tony Stark and Pepper Potts in Iron Man. Yeah. It's like night and day, you know, it's like, oh, your duel has finally kind of found that there is a point of having true love and yada, yada, yada. This was sort of like, well, we barely avoided the planet being terraformed. Um, you want to make out? Right. And there was left no room for any of anything even like that. So if Superman kills Zod, falls back on his back and goes, man, I could really go for some shawarma right now, it wouldn't work. Oh, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? It wouldn't work because there's none of that bam, bip, zowie kind of stuff going on like there was in the Avengers. And even then... And Kurtz argued this today earlier, and it was kind of hard to argue against him. But Captain America is more Superman in these films than Superman is, because he was like, "Get these people out of here. We got to. We're having this worst invasion ever, and I, we can't have all these innocents here." That's a Superman move. I know we're back to that original point, but no, yeah, it's going to yeah, keep coming to that. That's what people are pissed about, you know. And and I think I, I can I can see where that would piss people off. I totally can. Uh, it did not piss me off as much. Uh, but then again, I don't have as much invested in Superman. I've always been a kind of make mind Marvel guy from the get. So, so you have a, you have a, so let's get to that just point here since we'll round this up pretty quick here. What is your favorite character, favorite superhero character either has had a movie made or will or won't, but maybe one that you think would make a better character or has made a great character in a movie. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the franchise that I have always loved and I feel like has been chronically just squandered in terms of talk about getting these central themes wrong is the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. Agreed. Agreed. Because 
and, and they're redoing it now. And uh, wrong studio it, though. Marvel needs that one back. That's one of those that's subbed out, and they keep renewing it and making new ones, and then they can keep. it Yeah, but you know they got the kid who did. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The, the documentary Josh style Trank superhero is his thing. name, but yeah, the kid super Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah, 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 that's it. They got the Chronicle guy doing it, and right. I loved Chronicle. Yeah, um, they're gonna have the 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 black kid from Chronicle, who was also in Friday Night Lights, who yep. was great. Last couple seasons, he was great. Yep. Um, play the Human Torch. Yep. Oh, really? But yeah. Oh, that's cool. As Johnny Storm, which I think he'd be. I mean, especially if you know him from Friday Night Lights, yeah. like yeah. you can see he can play. Johnny Storm cocky. He can flame you know? on. He can flame on for sure. He can. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess later he'll also play Captain America. They'll do that. <laughs> and the Samuel L. Jackson character will go to some other yeah. white guy. Um, Keep a balance in the force. <laughs> I think specifically, if you look at the Fantastic Four, my favorite elements of it are, A, they were a superhero team without secret identities. Yeah. When that was kind of uh, not done. Right. You know? They are they are celebrities. There's the mm-hmm. idea of superhero as celebrity uh, Iron on Man a level. Style. Where, right? Yeah, you know, but Iron Man was kind of Iron Man's like like Bill Gates or, or Larry Ellison kind of famous. Yeah, like the fact that they are in New York and like are they're kind of like these society people too. You know, yeah, yeah. like there's like an element of. Reed Richards, but Reed Richards does kind of have that Superman thing where the you know, Iron Man's like, Hey, listen, I'm famous. Isn't that awesome? Now you all have to pay attention to me when I say things. Uh, whereas fantastic four and Reed Richards specifically is kind of more like, Hey, we're famous, which is really good. Cause I've got a lot of really important lessons that I feel like everyone should agree upon, Yeah, you know? And like, here's, I'm going to, you know, here's come to the Baxter building. Like I hope everybody <laughs> has their school field trips at the Baxter building and we'll show kids how to do science. You know, yeah. there was that kind of element to it, which sure. I thought was, was really cool. And then, you know, of course the thing character was fascinating and, and, you know, the human torch gives you all the, the, the laughs you need, but really, Dr. Doom is, I mean, I, I would have to say, if he's not my favorite villain, he's in the top oh, he's three. right up there for me, too, yeah. He's like, just un- the, underused the idea, and ridiculously used in movies so far. He's terrible in movies so far. Exactly. But, I mean, like, wrong. this is a, a guy who is like, if you were a real supervillain, what would you do? Yeah. Go take over a small country. Yep. Like, yep. you know, that way you're a, a state you you are a state emissary. You a, it's like you can't be yep. extradited. Like uh, warlords in Africa don't go to jail, you know? <laughs> right. They just uh, go to they murder everybody they want and then they just go to another African country <laughs> until they die, you know? Like that's like the best move for a supervillain and I've always found that fascinating about Doctor Doom yeah. and they've never done him justice nope. in, in in any kind of movie. So, so the thing I, here's your pre- prediction thing full CGI dude in a suit where do you land? Oh, I think at this point you kind of got to go like like Peter Jackson like yeah. you know half cap, yeah. Yeah, you got to got to go mo. I mean it's just so good now, you know. It's not it's not like it was yeah, the Hulk uh, looks I, amazing in uh, Avengers, and I would argue that's a good analog for that. But also, um, yeah, you, anything with mocap. Well, being no, I mean, done, I think that you could do a fair amount of it physical, yeah. you know, but you just kind of enhance it with with the with the mocap stuff. Yeah, you know, you make it just look more fluid and everything. But you can do really, really great prosthetics that look awesome as as the thing it's so hard the with these with that like yeah. you know who do you get for it yeah yeah that's that's the trick because it needs and to... i'll answer it ron perlman oh man Boom. hold on now that's not bad you think now though maybe 10 years ago ron perlman now maybe i mean he's gonna be in the thing costume <laughs> who cares how old he is <laughs> okay all right i'm with you he looked good as hell boy why not this i feel like there's i feel like there's a, an actor on the tip of my tongue that i want to say but i can't Thank you. It is. Uh, hey, one final thought about Man of Steel. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like the entire second movie and this franchise is completely defined on how they do Lex Luthor. Yeah, and you know that's next. This is the Joker of the trilogy, so you're going to have your Lex Luthor. And, and Lex Luthor is seven times the character that the Joker is. The Joker's a fascinating can character. Can be, can be. Isn't but, always I mean, done right. About potential. Potential, sure. Yeah. 
like Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is a guy for all the reason why I love Doctor Doom. Lex Luthor is is that and and more. But like you can't idea. go. You can't go the freaking Kevin Spacey and then of course earlier Gene Hackman route. You can't go that way where it's goofy oh, and no. dumb and. I mean, Gene Hackman worked for those movies because they were silly. You know, silly movies. You I know? liked him as a kid, but that character was wrong. Just no, wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not Lex Luthor, you know. Uh, and, that, and, and those movies, if that's all you ever saw of Superman, you would think that Lex Luthor's worst nightmare is only when he loses his toupee. Nothing matters to him except when his hair falls off. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, you know, with Kevin Spacey, he's a two-bit criminal. Yeah. You know, like, that's not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's a guy who, like, in the same way that Dr. Doom is like, well, if I'm going to be a supervillain, where's the best place to do it? Taking over a foreign country. Lex Luthor says, foreign country? I'll take over America. I'll yeah. run for president and win. Yeah, I'll win. I'll rig that election. I'll win. And then I'll freaking do terrible, terrible, awful, sadistic, terrible things. You know, or it's like, and and the idea that like, hey, let's say Lex Luthor isn't necessarily like, in the same way that, like, you know, Zod is a guy with, noble intentions from his perspective doing you know with with ignoble methods uh lex luther could be a guy who's like hey listen i don't care what this dude says he's an alien who can murder all of us like <laughs> he should be not here right and it's a decent argument especially after this movie you know like i i might be buying what luther's selling if i'm just yeah. a citizen of metropolis and i'm you know i've seen what had just happened in fact that movie needs to play on that. That movie needs to be Lex Luthor. One of his, uh, you know, sneaky bits of business is pointing out that your city was nearly decimated by this man from an, from another planet. We really yeah. want to trust this person. That needs to happen. You know, if that doesn't happen, I'll be probably disappointed and definitely surprised because that seems like a great way to deal with that. This big conundrum of why would Superman destroy everything in his wake? I think that's well, a great way. Of apparently, doing that. we only have eleven and a half months to wait. Until, that's all. Oh. Uh, well, no, I guess the the they want it in twenty fourteen, and if they want it in twenty fourteen, it really makes way more sense to do it in the winter. Don't of they need to start now? Like, like right yeah. now? <laughs> that seems well. Crazy. Well, they they fast tracked everything last week, right? Uh, and so we'll see. Yeah, but. There we go. I think that was a great spoiler cast. I think that's cast. it. I think it's a spoiler cast. Ladies and gentlemen, might be the first of many. Please tune back in when we do these things. Someone in the chat room said, has Scott ever read a comic book? Cities get destroyed all the time. Yeah, but Superman doesn't usually do the destroying. That's <laughs> that's my point. Or tries. Or he tries. tries not he to tries not to. He, he says, goes hey, out of his way. You, not these people. Let's go out to a field somewhere. Right. Let's take our shirts off yeah. and you know get a little wrestle action. There is a re- – listen – the uh, Irredeemable would not exist as a comic book if they did not have that to play against. The whole idea yeah. of that is Superman character loses his crap, shits the bed, and destroys everything because he can. And why didn't he before? Because he chose not to, and that's important, and that's the difference. So, Jeff, whoever the hell you are, <laughs> shut Scott, up. Tell you, I have one comment. Go ahead. Just came in on Twitter to okay. end things. Beep, 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 beep. It comes from Jordan A. Burton. Got it. It says, that Justin guy sounds like... He's on pot high every time I hear him. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, that's going to do it for it this. Up right there. Here's our first spoiler cast. It's Man of Steel. Who knows what the next one will be? Uh, you'll have to tune back in and see. Justin, thanks a lot. Absolutely, Scott. Thank you, everybody out here. Here's our dumb theme.